Today's episode of The Scene Heads is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe to your favorite podcasting app. wins it off Hader in the bottom of the 10th inning. And you know where we're going. Pack your bags, folks. All aboard. Next stop, pound time. And here's the 1-0 pitch to Matt. Swung on, launched to left field deep. Matt going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's in the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. You're now listening to The C-Meds with Adam Copeland and Ted Ramey, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Seamheads Podcast. Adam Copeland, Ted Ramey, Rob the Bermudez Triangle, joined now by, again, one of our own, uh, the Athletics' own Ken Rosenthal. You read him in the Athletic covering baseball, and Ken, we're thrilled to have you on, but we're bummed to open it up by saying, man, the A's were getting ready to maybe go on a run like they did last year, maybe a better season, and here we are, no baseball on April the 9th. Yes, that is where we are, and no matter what happens this season, how it is played or not played, Certainly for some teams, and the A's are one of them, there is an opportunity that is lost, and it's not going to be the same. If they win the World Series this year, if there is a World Series, the season is going to carry an asterisk. And yes, for a team that is on the verge, and there are not, it's not just the A's, of course, it's other teams as well. That is what is the most difficult. But guys, we must preface all this by saying, with all that is going on in the country and the world, I don't know that the fact that the A's are not going to have the season that they wanted to have is the biggest issue we're facing. Even baseball not having a season is not the biggest issue we're facing. So let's just keep it all in perspective and hope that there is baseball in 2020. Well, of course, like that's, I think that's where we are is that that's the frustration is, is we're dealing with this, with something that's unprecedented in the country. And generally we have these things to fall back on, you know, the comparisons to 9-11 that when baseball came back, we sort of got the country started again. I think that's what people are looking for, but where's your mind right now? Are you in the mindset that it's like, let's get through this, then we can deal with baseball or are you, are you concerned about what happens with the future of the game? Well, my job is to write about baseball. So sure. I'm monitoring everything and writing a bit about it and like anyone else who is a fan of the game I want the game to come back but I also want it to come back under safe conditions and it will it's not going to come back and be reckless even the Arizona plan that a lot of people have questions about is not going to be done in a reckless fashion if it is done at all so I'm not trying to separate the two guys and I'm not trying to say oh we shouldn't worry about baseball because this is going on no of course we're going to worry about everything and we care about baseball All I'm saying is that on the list of things that we are worried about right now, there is a pecking order. And I don't know that our national pastime, as much as I love it and we all love it, is foremost among them. You know, Ken, it was really interesting to watch people respond to the multiple ideas for multiple sports of coming back in these neutral locations. And we've heard, like you said, the Arizona idea for baseball and Dana White is talking about a private island for his stuff. And I just... I often wondered, like, whoever is floating these ideas out there, if they recognize that it might be 
getting people's hopes up in a false way because, as you pointed out in your article, the amount of obstacles and the idea of bringing people from all over the country to one spot and then try and isolating these people and make sure they don't interact with the general public. I mean, it's the, the minute you actually think about it for longer than a second, you do see the many, many obstacles. So I'm wondering why people in not just baseball, but all sports leagues have kind of had these ideas float out there in, in the first place. It just seems like you're getting people's hopes up. Well, a couple things there. These ideas are not being floated. They're being discussed and reporters have learned of the discussion. It's not as if people just call me up or call Jeff Passon up or John Heyman and say, hey, guys, put this out there. I know sometimes people think that's what happens. It does not happen that way, except in a 0.001% chance. But it does happen once in a while. It's not happening here. So that's not going on, okay? It's not being floated. It's being discussed. Now, the idea of getting people's hopes up I don't know that this particular idea did because most people reacted to it so negatively. In fact, I thought the reaction, the negative reaction was over the top because if this is the only path to get baseball back on the field in 2020, and it might very well be a path with no fans and centralized location and all of that, then at least you have to explore it. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. And as you guys pointed out, it really might not happen because it's so complicated the logistics are so difficult there's so much to overcome but i do believe it is healthy to explore it and necessary to explore it whether it happens maybe it doesn't happen but if that's the only path and you ignore it then you're being negligent can if you were in charge of making the decisions are there certain aspects of the proposals that you write now just of your opinion that you say i think this is great or i think this really won't cut it like we're I know the players have their concerns, ownership has their concerns, but what are what are the ways you kind of are looking at this proposed deal? Well, it's not exactly solid in terms of what it would be. For instance, the family issue. That's under discussion. It's not certain that the families would not be allowed to join the players. And certainly that's something I would want to see the outcome of before passing judgment on it. We don't have to pass judgment on it because there's not a decision on that. And I think a lot of people misinterpreted that. The other aspect is the safety. And we want to hear more from the federal agencies, the people who actually know what's going on with the virus about how this would proceed for players, not just players though, for managers who might be older, for umpires who might be older and different people involved who might not be in the best physical condition or more appropriately might be more vulnerable because of a pre-existing condition. So those things need to be resolved. Certainly the finances will need to be resolved. Do the players get what they agreed to, which is their prorated salary in a shortened season just two weeks ago, or because there are no fans, do the owners then say, guys, we're not getting the income we would have gotten. There has to be another adjustment. These are some of the obstacles, and there are, I don't know, five to ten more (laughs) that we can discuss. So I don't really have an opinion on it yet because it's not a fully formed idea. And if, for example, guys, the Centers for Disease Prevention and Control say it's okay, and if the Department of Health and Human Services say it's okay. Now, granted, our country is not exactly been totally sharp on its reaction to this virus, but <laughs> if those 
<laughs> if those agencies give the go ahead, at some point, I believe you do have to trust that and see where it goes. And it's also up to the players, right? The players have to make the final decision. Do they want to do this? When the other alternative, if it is the only other alternative, is no games, no money, nothing. It all has to be played out. And one other thing I should mention too, guys. It's April, what, 10th today? I don't even know what the day is. Who knows what day of the week it is, what day it is. But it's early. And things might change in a month or two months that make playing with fans more feasible. It doesn't seem like that right now. Certainly no one is saying that. But maybe things do change. Maybe they change for the worse. And this idea becomes even less feasible. So it's a little early. But the discussion is taking place as it should. You have to be ready and you have to have a plan. Yeah, I think it's good to be prepared uh, in in any faction or in any facet because, like you said, things in this time period have changed so dramatically in one to two days and then in, in two to three weeks, and then maybe it could get better, maybe right. it won't. You're right. It's it's all up in the air. I do want to ask you, your familiarity with the KBO. I know the Korean Baseball League is going to start a, a kind of like a beta test of games. It sounds like they're going to play six games starting uh, April 21st. They say they're going to play a series of games, and then they're going to say if anybody – tied to those games, umpires, coaches, team officials, uh, test positive for COVID, then they'll shut it down for two weeks. Uh, is is that a template Major League Baseball could use, or is that league run so differently that it's not really feasible to compare? All I can tell you guys is what I have heard in reporting this, and that is if a player in the Arizona plan gets infected, they wouldn't necessarily have to shut down because they'd be practicing social distancing. They'd be testing everybody. And that reaction wouldn't necessarily be the case. For instance, the way it was explained to me by one source was the right fielder comes down with coronavirus. The right fielder has been practicing social distancing, sitting apart from his teammates in the stands, on the bus, whatever, and really hasn't come into contact with anybody else. In that one example, that's just one, right? They wouldn't have to shut down. So I don't know. That is a great question, though. It's the kind of a question we all have, right? What if one player gets sick? And what if it's a, what if it's a star player? <laughs> and then it becomes, oh, my God, why did you do this? So, yeah, that's something that's going to have to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, I, I wondered, because you bring up the star player, um, you know, kind of scenario there, is that, how does the players' union weigh in on all of this? Because let, let's look at the Arizona idea, for instance, or anything like what Korea is doing. I mean, what if Mike Trout gets sick and has long-term damage from this to his lungs or in some capacity, and that impacts his career? Like, I have to imagine that is in the background of everybody's minds when these discussions are being had. I'm not saying it's a likely reality, but, I mean, it's still – a possibility. I mean, how much of this does come down to, to the players union? Oh, all of it. They're going to have to approve it. And the example you just used, I was talking with a colleague today and he said, okay, that's the worst case scenario. Are they prepared as a sport to deal with that? If it happens now, the players union, their job is to protect the players, not just financially, but physically in every way. And they are going to be opposed to any, idea that would place players in harm's way. What is interesting about this to me is that the government officials, the ones who are supporting this plan, believe the risk really for players would not be all that great. That 
it's manageable, but they you can't eliminate risk totally unless you live in a cave, right? But they believe it's not the players who would be at risk. It's some of the older coaches, umpires, et cetera, pre-existing condition folks. That's the greater risk. And again, this is what the union, the players are going to have to look at and decide for themselves. And the other side of it for the players too, for some, maybe not all, but certainly some will be this calling, right? It's, hey, something that can bring the country together, something that will provide an outlet for people during this time of social distancing. And that's going to appeal. There's no question about it to a certain segment of the player population. Obviously, the, the health of the players is important, but thinking just globally and not just the guys on the field, but the people reporting, Ken, have you thought about how the, the COVID virus is going to affect your job moving forward? Will the, do you think even after this is resolved, there's going to be less locker room interviews? Do, do you think that there's going to be more hesitancy from players to do things in person moving forward even once this virus situation is kind of settled down? It's a good question. I haven't thought that much about it. Now... I'll tell you something funny first. Yesterday, my wife and I were talking about the idea of interviewing players for Fox the way I normally do, right? Post-game or even pre-game when I'm close to them and the mic's in their face. And now she's shorter than me, so we can joke like this. But she said, Ken, what's the problem? Given the height difference, you're already practicing social distancing. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought that pretty was good. pretty good. Yeah, I would have tweeted it, but people wouldn't have understood, and I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> I have thought about this, and it's so funny you guys mention it. Now, two days before the shutdown, I wrote that column or a column about the limits on clubhouse access that the leagues were putting on people. And I said, hey, this is okay for now. But when we get back to normal, no. And people got upset that I wrote it. They thought it was inappropriate at the time. And the way things evolved, they probably were right. It wasn't necessarily the best thought out column at that moment, even though at that time there was no way to anticipate what was to come. I'm sorry. No one knew it was going to be that bad that quickly. But clubhouse access is going to be something that I'm sure is discussed in the wake of this. And I even saw Richard Deitz and the athletic guys, our media writer, say maybe the role of sideline reporters will be different because people like me, when we're doing that job, generally down in the photography pit, which is close quarters, and we're interviewing players, close quarters. I don't know. I do know that there are ways to interview players for television where you can have your microphone on a pole and do it that way. It's not as intimate, but you can do it. And... I imagine there will be ways that we can adjust with print reporters as well and give them access without creating the crowds that we once did, if that is the new reality going forward. And for all we know, it might very well be. It's going to be an entirely new world when sports come back. Ken, we'll leave you with a little lighter question on the way out. If, if we do get back and this Arizona plan does come to fruition, you know there's going to be a social media name for it. I've heard Biosphere. I've heard Biodome. I'm, I'm sort of partial to Bubble Ball. Uh, any any name you want to throw out there or want to get going on that? <laughs> Bubble Ball is pretty good. <laughs> Biodome is one I've heard from the people involved already, so maybe it'll be that. All right, yeah, there was a there was a movie Biodome, right? With Pauly Shore or something. The baseball Probably, bubbles. The baseball bubble's good though. Baseball bubble's pretty good. All right. Ken Rosenthal, we'll keep reading you in the athletic. We appreciate you for the time, Ken. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Stay safe.
Thanks, guys. Take care now. Okay, you too. Great stuff from Ken Rosenthal. Love reading him in The Athletic. I've been reading him for years, and I'm glad. Uh, I'm actually really happy he was able to make fun of his height because uh, something that I think people who are who are lacking height, and, and I'm maybe one of those guys, not the tallest guy myself, um, maybe not as small as Ken Rosenthal, but the fact that he's cracking jokes about how uh, he'd be social distancing, trying to get a mic up to Aaron Judge's mouth anyway is pretty good. As a tall person, it, I feel like it's not my place to, to crack a joke at at those who are vertically You know, challenged. it's not. It's not, Rob. So why don't you stay out of this one? Huh? Dude, Rob, this was the perfect guy to throw in an analytic question. You didn't say anything about it. We went I, straight I, health, bro. I, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. We're, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to have an episode where we have Brian Kenny on and just spend like a half hour episode just breaking down all his favorite advanced metrics and how they're calculated. A nice little uh, introduction to Saber metrics with Brian Kenny. That's, that's on the docket. Brian's a good dude too. I, I I will look forward to having him on. And uh, I remember a couple of years ago at uh, Radio Row, even though that was not you know it's like it's a football thing, but he was still uh, he was very entertaining and a very hot commodity there at Radio Row. Very much sought after. Well, good stuff. What'd you guys think of, of Rosenthal's thoughts? I mean, he was very when he came on, he seemed a little. I don't want to say like. Um not focused on the game of baseball, but clearly he's viewing this as an issue that is is far more serious than us. I mean, not more serious than what we think, but that um, like talking X's and O's about the game of baseball is not where his mind is, was kind of my takeaway. Well, I think what he feels, Copes, is that he maybe thinks that there is blowback of just the idea of talking baseball for the sake of baseball. So maybe he's a little sensitive to that right now that he wants to preface everything by saying, yes, we're all cognizant of the very, very serious health implications. Because I think there is a faction of people out there who are like, why are these guys talking about baseball? There's other things to be talking about right now. So I think that there is probably somewhere in the back of his mind, he feels like he has to kind of toe that line because he doesn't want to be blase or indifferent or callous about the very serious situation that is happening around the world of baseball. Yeah, and in his reporting too, he'd mentioned that you know a big issue is making sure you can test players regularly, and and that doesn't really if you're the American public and you hear wow we have a shortage of tests I can't get my grandpa checked out because there's not enough tests but these major league baseball players are going to be tested once a week it it does come across as very tone deaf and so I think keeping that into perspective and the other thing we have to realize is he's on the phone he's talking to players he's talking to representatives he's trying to report what's going on figure out will there even be a season in in 2020 and so I think you know I, I as Adam was saying, you didn't ask any questions about advanced metrics. Well, you know, it, it seems a little odd to ask about X's and O's and, hey, what do you think is going to happen this season when we still don't know for sure if there is going to be a season? I mean, if, if, if we don't start talking about games being played starting at the earliest in like late July, early August, and that's your starting of spring training again... I mean, how many games are we talking about? At a certain point, do they say it's not worth it to play 30 games to, to risk potentially the health of our players and, and the long-term development? And I'm being facetious in, in the the analytic bit, but but you're right. And in in Ken Rosenthal and guys like he and Jeff Passan and um, even guys like Brian Kenny, these guys who are major sources for some of these players, and he mentioned talking to, quote, sources and players and executives, these guys are dealing with it and hearing about it from a different, like, more personal standpoint. I think, like, sure, he knows the business side of things, but he's hearing from players who are like, dude, I don't want to be away from my wife and kids for four months uh, and, and sequestered into a hotel room, right? I mean, after you've, you've got to do this anyway where you're traveling, 
traveling away from them for part of the season. Uh, so, so I get it. You're, we're hearing from a different type of source who's talking to players and hearing about it, maybe in a human element more than, than we're used to hearing. But uh, I thought it was a good conversation in general, and, uh, and I'm glad we were able to get him on today, guys. Yeah, I, there's there's just so much up in the air. And, and every time I, I try to get hopeful about when we might see baseball, how much we might see, I read you know reports of, well, this is what's just – this is what they're talking about right now. And it's like, oh, some of these things I could imagine are not very popular. And if you have to get the players union to agree on it, you have to get, you know, the, the safety and health of, of the public and the players are also mine. There's so many things that have to go right. It's almost like you kind of have to thread a needle to get everything perfectly lined up to get things back in what I would say is a reasonable amount of time. And even the reasonable amount of time still seems like it's at least a month or two away at the very earliest. Thanks again for listening today. If you're enjoying the podcast, we ask that you rate, review, and subscribe. We are really enjoying doing this and hoping we'll bring in a little little positivity to an otherwise empty sports time. But we will be back with you on Monday talking more A's baseball and general baseball. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.